What's up, everyone? Welcome to Money Market Truth. My name is Mark, and this is my co-host. I'm Mo from OTB Clubhouse. Yes, and you can follow me on Uncultured Currency on my YouTube channel. Uh, today, we're not doing this live, so by the time you see it, it will already be recorded, clearly. We're sitting here doing this, but um, we're doing it on Thursday, so all the stuff that we're going to talk about today did come out today for the news. It's just we won't be able to do it live today. And uh, we've got some, I guess, breaking news, right, Mo? What we're doing yeah. with the channel now moving forward? Yeah. So um, we're going to try to change a few things up here. We looked at the analytics and it looks like people kind of just tune in for about 30 minutes before people start falling off. So uh, moving forward, we're going to do a 30 minute show on Thursdays. We're going to do the hot take Thursdays. And then the following week, we're going to usually have a guest. And then so also 30 minutes. So we have two 30 minute shows. Uh, every two weeks. So yeah, every week we'll be on uh, the Compass series now for 30 minutes. So please tune in, definitely support, give a thumbs up and let us know if you like this new style or if you prefer the older version. Um, we'd like to accommodate you guys because you're the audience and we're here for y'all. So without further ado, we're going to get into Hot Take Tuesday, not Tuesday, Thursday. It's Thursday, man. Thursday. Okay. And I'm not going to edit this out this time. I'm going to keep it. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready and let's get into the Hot Takes. Oh, yeah, distress beacon. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, here we go again, Morty. Now, here we go. And here comes the odd takes with Mark and Mo. All right, get, get ready. Die, let's get this. All right, we got FOMC related stuff. All right, Mo, you want to get into it yesterday? Um, the Fed spoke. Yeah, I just realized your hot take graphic actually says Mark and Mo. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I did not know that. Yeah, man. Did I, you I, use I, AI for that voice? Yes. It's been like hour one for like four weeks and you just notice it now. It's like, I just realized I say Mark and Mo. Yes. I used uh, um, the voice.ai. I'm telling you, man, uh, this AI stuff, is, it's really, it's taken off and it's pretty cool and scary at the same time. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had the Fed. He spoke yesterday, um, 25 basis points, which was expected, correct? So um, I, I don't I, I don't think people were expecting it. Yeah, it was priced in on the macro, but general sentiment was we're going to come to a pause now. And the reasoning behind that was uh, the banks. The regional banks have been mm. scary. Like if you live in states right now and you have your money parked in regional banks, it's a scary sight. And I think the idea was that uh, Fed's going to intervene and say, hey, we're going to stop right now because of what's happening at the banks. Powell did not seem that there was an issue with the regional banks. Um, everything seemed fine. The moment he left, uh, they started falling. And then after hours, you saw what happened. Um, yeah. So I think in terms of macro, people were thinking 25 basis point. People were thinking that he will say that we are going to pause. He was very strong that at this moment, we're not thinking about the pause. So this is same thing, higher for longer, which we've been saying for roughly six months. And I think it's a scary sight for businesses because if 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 regional banks are having issues managing their own uh, their clients' money, look at all, a lot of uh, inefficient businesses, small businesses or mid businesses, with the interest rate increasing constantly and the demand pressure going down. Right. So um, I think what's happening here, and this is my theory, I study cycles. The issue with FOMC right now is we have a big thing with regional banks. So a lot of regional bank money went into crypto, which is why we saw Bitcoin, gold, um, sorry, Bitcoin and gold. We saw Bitcoin, gold, coin, everything go up. Now they started selling off from crypto as well, even though regional banks are going up, going down. 
crypto is still um, finding it hard to maintain those levels. In my opinion, people have parked their money from banks to crypto, from now crypto to tech. Uh, look at Microsoft, look at Apple, look at NVIDIA. This, these things are just so cash heavy. I think the next cycle would be money leaving tech, which is going to be the scariest cycle. But it's all related to FOMC because people were hoping that we will get some sort of relief, but no relief. I think this is very scary that they're not reducing the rates. If anything, they're not even thinking about doing that. That tells you a lot about Powell. Yeah, it's interesting because I was having a conversation with a guy at my job. Me and him were always kind of trade while we are at work. But he follows the market pretty consistently. He always has CNBC up as well. And he was saying that before Powell even spoke, he was saying it's going to be a down day. And I was like, what makes you think that? He's like, because I don't know why everyone, everyone for some reason thinks he's going to say he's going to pause. He's like, I don't know why people are thinking that. He never said that. He never mentioned yeah. that. People just assumed that he's going to uh, pause and then started just running the market up based off of that. Yeah. So it, it was really interesting. But then I saw our article right after the FOMC. Uh, another article came out and it said that he's, he seems to be leaning away from the hawkish landing and he's thinking about um, actually pausing. I'm like, again, I don't like he where, huh? He didn't say anything about pausing. Exactly. So why is it in articles? And this was in a CNBC article. I'm pretty sure that I read whatever talking about. Yeah. It looks like he may pause. Maybe it's Yahoo News, one or the other, because those are the ones I usually always read consistently. So now we may have this same cycle all over again. Uh, so my question to you is, do you think it's going to be a pause at all, especially what just happened? Because we're going to get to the next hot topic, which is the banks. But do you think he's going to pause moving forward at all this um, year? I don't think that's going to happen, but this is sort of related to FOMC. I think what's happening in the banking structure, they might pull an emergency meeting or something with Yellen and they might come up with a different strategy, which might uh, happen before the next increase. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be paused, but that's something that I want to watch because if something um, changes, uh, Pavel's going to have to react differently. Um, he said his words, not mine, that he, our goal is 2% and this is going to take a bit of a time. And the other thing he said, I don't think I've heard him say that before. He used the word mild recession a couple of times and he seemed very straightforward what he wants. So to answer your question, I think if nothing changes, we don't, we're not looking for a pause for even the next time, but if Yellen comes in or Biden say something about fixing what's happening with the banks. I don't know if you know this. They actually provided liquidity for the banks when they were crashing the first time. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're doing it this time. Um, so it depends how this thing, because I don't think this banking problem just goes away. No. It, I think more companies will fail. Yeah, I think it worse, which I, I guess we should go to the next topic, the next hot take. So let's go pull it up since we keep talking about the banks. All right, uh, let's go here. So regional bank stocks continue to slide on Thursday with PacWest leading the way down to 50%. Uh, first of all, have you ever even heard of that bank before, PacWest? No, never. Me either. Me either. What about uh, First Horizon? That one dropped 33%. Bro, like just living in Canada, I've never heard these banks, never traded them before this too. That's true. But you heard of, I mean, you've heard of all the, the major banks, Chase, you've heard of mm -hmm. Bank of America. So, you know, these regional, what, what about this one? Western Alliance Bank, that one also completely. I know all of them now since last week, but no expert <laughs> at it. But uh, 
Before that, I never heard of them. Yeah, it's it's getting ugly out there, man. It's funny because someone made a joke that like JPM is just like buying up all these regional banks, and eventually it's just going to be JPM. That's it. No, no other bank because they bought off parts of uh, First Republic um, equity within that. Yeah. So, um, and I know everyone was all freaking out. And I had this conversation with Q. So shout out to Q, but he was uh he was saying everyone's freaking out about JPM buying up um like some of the the, the debt and stuff. And he's like, dude, that stuff is like a dollar to them because they have so much liquidity and so much money that that's like nothing. Everyone's like, oh my god, what's JPM doing? They're gonna lose money. He's like, it's, it's like a dollar to them. So, bro, like, <clears throat> this is it's this is interesting to see what's happening. If history's taught us anything, this is what happens every cycle. The big, the top guns will buy these with on uh, pennies to the dollar. What you're seeing in the banking sector, in my opinion, that's what's gonna happen with tech. A lot of these high growth that have gone down 70 to 80%, companies like Apple, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, they're going to come in and take them for pennies of the dollar. And that's why they say, like, people say, what's the next Apple? Apple is the next Apple. You can't find something that's going to be like Apple ever, bro. The banks, your bank is offering 25 basis point for interest on a savings account. Apple's giving 4.37, something like that. Yeah. And earlier when we were when we had we were talking about the first hot topic, you were saying that um, you noticed that a lot of these banks and institutions were putting their money in gold and um, crypto and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've also a lot of people have been moving their money out of their savings account and moving it towards um, bonds because you can be yeah. such a high yield now, too. And it's it's free. So funny thing is, um, I think you and uh, Kathy Wood finally have something in common. Oh, well, she long bonds, too. Huh? Is she long bonds, too? No, she had a she came out today. and She made a statement saying um, here's the article. It says Kathy Wood says the credit crunch is going to get much more serious than we are expecting. So she's a uh, she's actually agreeing with you. She thinks that the bank stuff is going to end up going on further. Um, but then at the same time, I don't understand what, what she's doing with some of these companies that she's investing she's into. She's so saying that. And a lot of these p people are creating FUD, too, because they want government to intervene. Like Elon Musk said that too, like the government should do something, the government should do something. And the feds are basically saying, oh, this is not 2008, everything's good. And then the banks start dropping. The problem with the regional bank isn't that um, they're doing a pretty bad job managing the money, but the problem is more key. First, the interest rate increase does not help anyone. Correct. especially them if you're mismanaging your investment second is is the bank and client relationship work on trust the trust is lost now right it's sort of like what's that company like i don't know how how i forgot about with the sam bankman um fdx if he reopens and he decides to be the ceo and everything i don't think it's about how much he does in terms of providing value to the customer people have lost trust because he lied on multiple occasions mm -hmm. with the banks. It's the same thing, man. Like I'll, I, I believe, don't quote me to it. I think up, up to 90% of the money we deposit, they're allowed to invest um, outside. I, that's, Sort of what the number is. Yeah, I remember he was close. It was in the 90s from what I recall. Most yeah. of them. Uh, it's not all of them, but most of them from what I'm, my understanding. Oh, and that's what that, happened. That's scary. Like imagine anything over 250K, you're not even insured. And there's a lot of businesses. I know um, a couple of big business owners and they dealt with, especially in the tech, they dealt with the regional banks because they were providing better service. And a lot of them deposit their revenue, which is way over 250K. So I don't know how they're going to deal with the situation. And regardless, even if my money's safe at this point, I don't trust regional banks. That's how the sentiment is. And if the trust is gone, um, so is the money. Yes. Even the startup companies too, those banks, those like SoFi's and stuff, they're going to they're gonna lose a lot of trust as well. Because if you can't even trust a somewhat established regional bank, because let's forget like the, the FRC, right? 
first regional. Like I looked into it after I found out what, who they are after the bad news, but I was looking into it and on the books, besides the, you know, clearly the hundred billion dollars that they lost, um, fundamentally it was always a solid bank. So to see this happen, it's just like, wow, if, if that happened to that, this, it was just going to be a, basically like a domino effect. More and more are going to end up falling and the bigger banks are going to buy it up and eventually maybe stuck with the, you know, the top four, top five banks. And that's pretty much it. But even then, like how if the government bails out the banks, what are you telling American citizens? Because this is like you this is going to be like the second or third time that that they bailed out the banks for over leveraging people's money and over leveraging and betting way too much. It's OK when they make a whole bunch of money. Right. Greed, 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 feed the banks all this money. And then when they over leverage and they mess up and they fail and they have to file for bankruptcy or lose everything, they should lose. They should just run out of business. It's done. Like, why should the government step in? They don't step in when a person loses a job, loses his house, loses his car, loses his family. They don't step in for that. So why are they incentivizing these rich, greedy banks? It's quite disgusting, to be honest. And I think a lot of people will be extremely angry with the government and they will lose faith in the banking system because it's kind of rigged. You know, they're not even acknowledging the problem. Man. That's that's a bigger issue for me. Like they're not acknowledging the problem, which is what people are worried about. They're losing faith. And then you've got these big people like Tom Lee, Kathy and Elon. Um, some of them are saying the you know, this is a bull market. Tell me in which bull market regional banks fail. Um, so it, it's it's a very, very tough place to be in social media. It doesn't make it easy. Like I think a lot of us and the viewers here are very intelligent and knowledgeable, but think about someone who's not watching this day to day. They're confused because you've got Powell saying everything's good and then he leaves and then the banking sector just start tanking. I think some of the banks were down 50%. I had MCB puts, they, that was down about 20% over after hour. And then Apple was down 1.67, something crazy. Apple being down over 1% means someone got liquidated. Mm. Yeah, that's so, like just it's it's a very uh, it's a very weird uh, time to be in if you don't have cash flow coming in as uh, a person like this is when people should talk jobs. I think this is probably the best time for people to have a safe job right now because businesses like I was just talking to you before the show. I have a lot of friends. Majority of my friends are in businesses. They're, they have discords, they have retail stores, they have content, and everyone's seen loss in businesses anywhere from 20 to 50%. I'm pretty sure as a content person, you probably see that engagement's gone down overall. Especially the, finance. Yep. Yeah, right? So I think everyone's feeling it, and I think that's why the desperation is going up too. Like the amount of misinformation and scams that are going right now, and especially in the finance industry, is crazy. Yeah, yeah. you got to be careful. Now, a question is, though, I'm sure, which probably some people are thinking, is this an opportunity to try to trade some of these bank stocks, right? Because recently, they just showed, here, let me share this with you, to show you. Um, so Deutsche Bank, right? It's been making the news recently, and uh, it made the news today as well. Citibank essentially upgraded or upgrades the the Deutsche Bank, which is taking a massive hit. It's, it's like, I think around $10 right now. Yeah, it's like $10.28, right? But they believe that they have one of the best upsides compared to other banks. And it seems like a lot of analysts are actually rating it as a, as a buy. So I'm really curious. So this, when I got pulled up a stock MVP, shout out to Tom Nash. This is like a program that he's working on. Um, and it kind of breaks down everything as well. And in the financials of the company, 
But I'm looking at just stock MVP just in general, and it doesn't look too bad, but it doesn't look great either. So I'm not sure what people are seeing, but analysts, let me pull this up right here. Analysts are giving it an A, A plus and B. And it's just interesting if you look at the list of, of folks, like as of like this month alone, they have some folks that were, no, that was 2022, sorry, but it was 2022, but they all have, um, the analysts had a range between like 1492 is, is the average analyst price target for a Deutsche Bank. So the question is like, should you even start trading this and, or should you trade any of these banks right now, especially since a lot of them are knocked down? That's a very and, good question. Yeah. And I, well, you know what, I'm gonna let you go first, Mo, because I'm, I'm curious on what you think. And while you're speaking on this, I'm going to pull up another um window here for y'all to check out as well Go so ahead. for banks here's my thing and i was talking to my team some of us made about five six x on mcb again another regional bank do you short them now if you're shorting them now there's a risk that there's two risks one is government inter uh, interference and the stock gets halted so you know you're stuck in that position second is there's brokerages like Robinhood and a couple of others if the stock gets delisted and even though you're in the money, you need to bring up cash up front. And it could like, let's say on a $2,000 position on options, you might they might ask you anywhere from 40 to 100K or even like some cases, if it's an expensive uh, option that you get 200K for them to give you the money. Otherwise, it's going to expire worthless for you. So if you're day trading, you still have to be careful because if they halt, I think they halted um once a bank, regional bank it was halted nine times and it was done for trading which means that let's say if any news comes about delisting it and you're in the money most good brokerages will pay you out but some will require you to have upfront cash equivalent to how much it would have costed you for you to buy the stock so if you had let's say 10 contracts and let's say the stock is ten dollars they would want you to have a thousand shares worth of so in this case about ten thousand dollars worth of upfront value for you to present if, unless they don't pay you and they expire worthless if that makes any sense so i'd be very careful okay so here's my thoughts don't do it don't don't even touch it i know it looks attractive even uh frc even when it dropped down to $10, I thought about maybe potentially trading it because it was so low. And look at where it's at now. Isn't it like nothing? Well, let me pull it. I'm going to pull it up. It's going to look real fast. But you have to be careful because this can really uh, – this is wrong. It's showing $56. There's no way. Okay, with $3.50 right now um, is where it, it went from like over $100 some dollars to $3.50. And I was thinking about buying it at $10 because I was like, oh, if it goes up or someone buys it, it'll be a, a good um, a good quick swing trade. Um, I had someone DM me recently and he bought $90,000 worth of FRC shares because he thought it was going to reverse and go to the upside, right? And now he's down $90,000 essentially. And he reached out to me because he's asked me, he's like, yo, what happens um, if the bank just gets halted and closed down and shuts down? And since JPM is buying them, does it mean it's going to go into JPM shares? And I don't think it does. I told him, I was like, listen, I, I don't know. That's that's a question I can't answer because I don't know. I need to look into it. Um, do you know, by the way, Mo? So it gets delisted um, and it doesn't change to JPM or anything like that. So did so he... So he had puts in it? Are you no, saying? no, no. So he bought shares. He bought he bought ninety thousand dollars, or he lost ninety thousand dollars so far. Um, but he bought shares, 
and he was planning on holding the shares as it goes up, he could start scaling off. And it's a smart way to do it. That's how, you know, day traders who don't do options and stuff, who have a lot of money, they'll buy yeah. shares and then let it move up a dollar or two and then they sell off. Um, but it went from $10 to like $2 in a day. It's, it's gone. The money is gone. It's happened to me. So when I was um, trading read stocks back uh, roughly around nine years ago when they legalized in Canada, I bought this company and it went from, I was up 500% and I didn't take profit. This is when I was new at it. And then they halted it. And it was halted because the long story short, it was halted because they found some issues with the accounting practices. And so they halted trading. And after that, they just delisted it. And I lost that money. TD emailed me saying if I wanted to donate the stocks to them in <laughs> case it ever comes back. I still um, have it, but it's done. Like, it got okay. That's yeah, so good idea is to, for the week. yeah, yeah, don't don't trade these regional banks. Don't trade any banks right now with this, the news that's going on. Personally, that's my personal opinion. Do what you want to do. But regardless that it looks so attractive, like, oh, this this reputable bank, because, again, FRC was a reputable bank and the fundamentals was good. So I I could see why he's like, yo, this it's so low. It, it has to come up a, a couple bucks. Right. Because it did before earnings. I remember it went down as close, maybe like eight dollars something and it jumped up back to sixteen dollars. And then after the earnings, she's just been selling off nonstop. Now it's at three dollars. So you don't want to take that risk. And and I know greed is a as a hell of a drug because you're like, man, I could, this could be an easy swing. Those easy swings, when you think they're easy, they can backfire. So uh, my suggestion: just be safe. Don't take these high risk plays unless you're okay with it going to zero. That's even with GameStop and, and Bed Bath and Beyond. If if you're comfortable with them going to zero, then by all means, go ahead and play those. But yeah, it's I, I feel bad for him. And um, and my understanding is he reached out to like nine gurus, you know, the gurus, the the people are on on camera all the time telling you what to buy, what not to buy. You know, the geniuses, um, he needed help. And none of y'all responded to him. No, me, me. I'm a nobody on, on Instagram, but I responded. He really appreciated that. So shame on you guys. If he hit you up and y'all didn't even have any decency enough to respond back to him after he really paid y'all, you should be ashamed of yourself. He should reach out to the brokerage, see, because his situation is a little bit different where it got by, bought by GPM. But um, I don't know, maybe the, the brokerage can do because a lot of time it's brokerage dependent. But in this case, I don't the company itself, that ticker went to zero, basically got delisted. Yeah, so. yeah. It's, it's going bad. Ugh. All right. Next and last hot take. AMD and earnings. So we're going to talk about earnings and AMD. So Mo, did you, were you surprised with the earnings from AMD? No, I think the expectations were low. So I was surprised the reaction they sold off. Um, I didn't think they'd sell off because like I said, I think the money from crypto and banks is, has been parked in tech and um, they're not cash. They're just moving the money around. Um, so I was shocked the reaction though. Uh, I know they beat. Um, so yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah this news is massive with my, yes. So that's the crazy part. Like it, I remember seeing the earnings. It dropped down to like around $81 after hours. So I was going to trade it. I'm not going to lie. I was going to trade it because, you know, we AMD is pretty predictable for the most part, right? If it falls below 80, we know, we know where it's going, right? So I was expecting it to drop below 80. This was hanging around $81. And I was like, let me just wait to see if it could break 80. And then once it drops to the price, the levels that I have, which I think is in the 60s, um, then I'll, I'll go ahead and buy some calls or, or buy some shares or whatnot and just swing it, right? Um, and then this news comes out. Microsoft is collaborating on AI chip push. So basically, Microsoft is going to be, what's the word that you use, Mo? 
What did I use? You said it's like they're basically Microsoft is like funding them now. Yeah. So yeah, like dude, Microsoft funding, and yeah. Apple, like it's like anything they touch, um, they don't the amount of cash that these companies hold. Like I said, this is not good for NVIDIA, to be honest. And um, I would. Why is that? Well, it's a direct competition. And oftentimes, if you had an option to short between NVIDIA and AMD, you'd pick AMD. For option traders, it's cheaper. Plus, like NVIDIA investors are much stickier. NVIDIA does not go down. If it goes down, they keep buying it. That's why two months ago, I stopped buying long puts on pretty much all tech. And I looked for NVIDIA's tickers sox for chips stocks there's no theta in my opinion and i keep saying that everything that's happening in fomc will take time we're not macro traders we're day traders so but you could still anticipate how much it can do damage in terms of the company that's why i moved to different um stocks that are have inverse relationship and that's why i was like okay if you want to short nvidia it's better to do nvds stocks which is inverse rather than buying nvidia puts because the behavior of the stock is as such that this stock keeps going up. And when it drops, it'll drop $10 for two days and it's back up. For options, mm -hmm. you will get crushed because all that is is consolidation and range. It's not really um, helps a lot. It's basically um, not smart for anyone shorting tech right now because it keeps getting bought up. Day trading, way better than long puts or anything long right now because we're in a range. But after this news, in my opinion, and AMD looks like a lot stronger in comparison now because you have someone else backing you up. So they use the word financing. Yeah. And they, um, and I like, I really, really like Microsoft. It's in my dividend portfolio. I just started adding it in there. Um, and then, you know, there's some other shocking earnings that happened here, but let's talk about Apple real quick. It looks like Apple's earnings came out. It's show you what, what the results are. I like this guy. Do you follow this guy too, right, Mo? Yeah. His charts. I love how they break it down. And they do it so quickly too. So it shows you like where most of the profit's coming from. So just by looking at Apple's earnings, they clearly killed it again. Um, they're really not making as much money with, with the services as I was expecting. I know the goal is eventually to use services. I, I don't know where the price currently is on Apple. Do you? Do you know what the price is, Mo, on, on Apple so far? It was muted. Yeah, I got the prices. Uh, it's trading right now. It's moving because they just reported numbers. It's trading at 168.18 right now. Um, it gapped up a lot. It went all the way to 171.49 and uh, and it dropped. And now it's going back up. I'm guessing the call's on right now. Okay. And they, they killed it, man. I, it's yes, it's very rare that you have Apple bad earnings. So full transparency, um, I actually did a uh, vertical call on it, which is actually a bear move. So Definitely probably going to lose that trade unless it starts selling off tomorrow uh, pre-market. And if it sells off uh, below 165, I, if, I, if it goes below 165, I'm good to go. If it doesn't, then then I definitely lost even, that trade. I think even if it goes open at 165, you should still make money because the IV flush will. The IV, yeah. yeah. That I, I could potentially. It, it opens flat in my opinion. Yeah, I hope so. If it opens flat, that would be great. It would definitely benefit me for sure. Because I know the IV was like at 93% when I got into the trade, which Apple, I think, is usually at what, the 40s, correct? It correct me if I'm wrong? Yeah. I think it's 40s, yeah. And we had, you know, um, Square earnings as well. Didn't do too well, of course. I don't know. Can you pull up Square, Mo, and let me know where Square went to? Everyone's, yeah. you know, this is supposed to be the JP Morgan, man. At this point, they're supposed to be buying up all the regional banks. Where you at, Guru? Come on, man. Um, Square that. <laughs> actually, Square so Square closed at 
$60.50 and change. Um, it's actually sitting at 62, 63. So it gapped up too. Okay. Interesting. All right. So gapped up with this, with it not having good earnings, the guidance must've been good or something. Hold on. Square plus. Oh, okay. I see. Gross profits. Okay. That makes sense. Paramount completely collapsed. If you look at Paramount now, I think, what is it? 20% down so far, 30% down, something like that. Uh, Paramount was was a massive disappointment. I know a lot of people like them out of all the smaller streaming services between Warner Brothers, you know, slash HBO, slash Max, whatever they want to call themselves today. Um, Netflix, Disney, um, and then Paramount. Those were like Paramount was a lot of people's favorite. I, I saw a lot of analysts talk about it and they thought it was the better one. I liked Warner Brothers better, but I'm still waiting for them to finish chopping off all the fat. Uh, where's Someone it at? bought Paramount. So yeah, they're down right now. Someone bought half a million for Paramount earnings um, when the earnings Puts? came off. So, uh, no calls. Calls really? Oh God, that sucks for That's them. That's why, like, yes. one of the things with earnings is if you fall, like the last three months for Flow has been the worst. Like I've seen some crazy, like eight nine million Flow in tech, and the reverse has happened. Um, so be very cautious. Been day trading, no long puts. If it's a non-index name like regional bank, I've gone long in terms of puts. But tech, I've stayed very careful. Yes. And then here's uh, another that's from yesterday. That one did pretty well. If people are not familiar with Mercado Libre, it's basically just a, I guess, South American version of Amazon. Um, the stock is like over a thousand dollars. So I mean, net profit is 0.2 billion. So I mean, it's not not the best, but the stock ran up pretty good. Uh, Microsoft, of course, we know how Microsoft did. So, yeah, definitely check out this guy. Etsy did very well. I don't understand Etsy. I, I really don't. That ran up I, after hours. Once the earnings came in, I think it ran above 10%. I just don't understand Etsy's model, services, marketplace. I get it, but I, I don't understand how this is so relevant and how it does so well because it has been doing pretty good these past quarters. Um, very impressed. So, uh, yeah, check out um, App Economy Insights. It's great, great Twitter guy. I like it. Speaking of Microsoft earlier, Activision, do you remember um, they did pretty well, but that deal didn't go through with Microsoft and then Activision sold off right back to where it was before the rumor started. So it was a little disappointing to hear. Um, and then I think Microsoft took a little bit of a hit as well. Yeah. So that's all. Oh, um, as for vehicles, I did want to talk about this real quick as well. Um so we're done with the hot takes, I would say, right? Mo, do you have anything yeah, to add? That's it. Okay, cool. Cool. And uh, so we're going to wrap it up just real quick. I'm going to, I guess, Lunchbox, and then Mo may have a play. Do you have a play or anything you want to talk about? No, not right now. We I need to see how we do tomorrow. Yeah, because we, we definitely got to stay on the, on the sidelines. It's better sometimes to stay on the sidelines than not. I know a lot of people like Tesla, and I've been eyeing this one for a while. And I'm not just bringing this up now because they did good on earnings. They, they usually always do good on earnings. But I, I put this on my Twitter account quite a few times, but don't follow me on Twitter anymore. It's just a troll account now. I just make ridiculous statements on there now just for fun because I, I just don't see a purpose of Twitter. I, I don't get it as much as other people. Uh, but Ferrari, uh, I know a lot of people like Tesla. They used to invest in Tesla when it was at 265, right? People will buy up Tesla left and right. Take a look at Ferrari. Look at their long term. And it's also a dividend stock. So that's a perk for all the dividend investors out there. It's not much, 0.68%. But I want you to just look at the overall picture of uh, Ferrari. The reason why I don't own it yet is because I was waiting and hoping that it would drop below $200. Because when it did drop or get close to $200, I didn't buy because I wanted it exactly below $200. And it didn't quite get there um, like I was expecting. So I think it was the lowest that it got to. 
um 52 week low oh it says 161 okay so i totally missed it at the 52 week low at one point but that that was definitely an amazing price all i'm saying is i don't always just you know focus on tesla for vehicles if you're interested in investing in vehicles look at other ones too because ferrari is definitely a, a a dope one and look in the reason why this company does so well it's it has a very unique business model that i really like so i, I want everyone to look into it um it's just about the uh the marketing of of scarcity with the ferrari did you know that mo did you ever follow ferraris i don't not a really a big car person no what come on man yeah. he's a ferrari every kid wants a ferrari as a kid but yeah so that, that was pretty much it for the hot takes y'all um next week we'll have a guest we're gonna start a new lesson or something we basically Essentially, I almost wrapped up the, the cash secure puts. We did a cover calls. We talked about how you can put those both in action. Um, I may bring one more guest on and talk about uh, the wheel strategy because there's another YouTuber that does really good on with the wheel strategy. He does that for a living. So I may bring him in as a guest as well so he can talk about using those. But next week, I, I have a guest. We should have a guest. He's planned. And I want to talk a little bit more about the fundamentals and understanding exactly how to read a balance sheet as well as like these earning reports that way you have an idea you don't have to just rely on like this show or someone else you can actually be able to open up the the sheets and take a look at it yourself and understand exactly what you're looking at so you have a sound understanding of that because at this point i know a lot of people are three years in at this point you, you should be learning and you should be able to obtain enough information and understand what it takes to be an investor. I like to go into it now with, especially with my dividend portfolio and ask why I shouldn't invest into a company, not why I should buy, but why I shouldn't buy it. That's how I'm basically approaching everything nowadays. So uh, yeah, until then, please give us a thumbs up. Um, again, you can find me on Uncultured Currency on YouTube. Mo, where can they find you? Uh, OTB Clubhouse on Instagram. On Instagram. So please definitely check us out. And like I said, this is Hot Take Thursdays. And then next week we have a guest and then we Hot Take Thursdays again. And let us know if you enjoyed this. Until next time, peace out. See you guys on the flip side. Where's our outro? I got to get the outro. Yep, there we go. That's 100. Thank you.